Friends from all over. <laughs> friends, yeah, friends from all over. Thank you for joining us for another live podcast episode. Hello, Casper. <laughs> we even know you knew you were here already. Um, thank you for joining us for another live episode. We are going to um, be previewing the 2024 season um, now that testing is done and over with. Um, and happy race week, everyone. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't start happy. off with that. I'm so excited. I know it's finally I'm, back. Sorry, opening up my window. Um, I yeah, I just like like waking up this morning and, and getting on Twitter and everything and, and seeing just all the accounts we follow posting, you know, like happy race week, you know, all this stuff was fantastic. I it was, I'm so excited. It's like the week before Christmas, I feel like you could say. <laughs> Everyone's ready for it. It feels like, well, everybody is ready for it. I mean, it's. it's I mean, after what? I felt like the longest, but also kind of the shortest and craziest winter break. So it's happy, happy to know it's back and we're. It definitely, it definitely felt short because of how crazy it it was. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like everybody was so, so many things happened. That it was just, it was such a good, it flew by, you know? Um, you froze. Yeah, I, I can see kept... myself being frozen right now. <laughs> can you still hear me? Yes, I can still hear you when you're frozen. Sorry, people. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, uh. <laughs> now you're still frozen. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode without. <sighs> Wouldn't be an episode without yeah, some well, troubles. Are you bringing your camera back, or am I going to look at myself the whole time? <laughs> I'm just unplugging, replugging my camera. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you can still hear me is pretty good, but... Don't worry, Casper. I will clip this one. I will clip this entire little section. <laughs> Damn, I didn't screens cap in time. Casper, come on. Hey, Linus. We got some thread friends here. Oh, well, Linus. Always. Um. Okay. You're so frozen. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> Leave what and come in back. The world. What? If you're just joining us, we're having. Okay, he's gone. <laughs> Give us two seconds. <laughs> um. So what's up, guys? <laughs> guys, as we wait for Owen to come back, I'm not taking away the banner, so I'm just gonna leave it like this. This is making it ten times better. Um. I'll sit like this. <laughs> Um, before he comes back, obviously we said we're going to preview the 2024 season today. Um, we can see your comments, so please send us any questions, comments, um, anything you have you want to hear. Waiting for Owen. He has a whole list of different notes that he wants to talk about with each team. But let's see if he comes back or not. (laughs) This is so chaotic. I can't. I want to text him. Are you coming? Pause. Let's see if he answers. <laughs> Starting off so well. 
so well. It is the Casey show. Mm -mm. Okay, let me take this away while we... He's coming. He's being. It says it's being stupid. Um, so he's coming. But yeah. Any questions? Anything our viewers want to know? Send me some questions because I don't want to talk about myself for... <laughs> Owen's dead, yeah. Owen's gone. I kicked him off. Killed him off. He's no longer allowed to be a part of the podcast. It's just me. <sighs> oh my god, there's so many friends here. I'm sorry, I'm reading the comments also. There's so many friends here. Um, okay. No, seriously, guys. So how do we think of testing? I'll just keep going. What do we think of testing? Are we scared? delusional hopes high how you feeling let me know in the comments let me know <laughs> i can't do this i need owen back <laughs> okay i don't know what to do <laughs> owen oh he's back He's coming. Whoa, how does he have that little McLaren logo? Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't see you. It's the, I For some reason, it was telling me that it wasn't recognizing my camera and everything, so I just quickly uploaded this McLaren logo <laughs> for an avatar. I'm going to keep working on it. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, oh, you're oh. back! <laughs> He's back! He's back! <laughs> The IT guy can't figure it out. <laughs> Don't quit your day job, Owen. Don't quit your day job. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> um, okay, well, he's back. So we have some comments. I was just... Um, and we have our fellow um, friends back in the chat, Owen. Guido and Luigi and Kachow, So. Oh, good. <laughs> good. That's great. I'm so happy they saw that. Um, yes. So do you want to get going now that we're back before we leave you yes. again? <laughs> we can get going. Because we can get into this. Oh, look. And I lost my notes. You oh, my God. To see that. I'm really... Well, this would be easier. This I, this I can figure out fast. But were there any questions in the comments as I was struggling with this? Why were you listening to me? I started to uh, for a bit. Um, but at first I wasn't. asked, who do you think takes it all the way this year? Great question, Kachow. That's a good question, Kachow. <laughs> that's great. I think it will be Red Bull. Max Verstappen. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. I'm opening up my notes. So now I have Yeah, I think it's Max Verstappen right. back will be hurting by the time he wins the championship for both himself and the team. But that's just how I feel. That one's a mess. That one's stressed. <laughs> Best. It's just a whole mess. All right. So the way we're gonna way we're gonna do this tonight, um, like we mentioned earlier, if anybody saw earlier tweets, we were gonna have Mark with us tonight. Um, unfortunately, he had to step away for a bit. Um, so what we think we're gonna do, or what we are planning on doing, <laughs> what we think we're, we're gonna, gonna do. have we're gonna have Mark in spirit with us. Mm -hmm. um, as many as you know, if you guys follow us, Mark is a great journalist for SB Nation. He writes a whole bunch of F1 articles. 
Um, and he wrote a really long one today. And it was, it's honestly, it's such a good read saying it's really long. Doesn't it, like makes it sound bad, but it's a whole 2024 season preview that he goes through every team and talks about kind of what their goal is for, for the season. Um, so the, what I did was I took a, <laughs> yes, Sarah, Mark. we're going to have the ghost of Mark with us. Um, so oh my God, you're frozen each, again. I don't want to tell you that. <laughs> All right, you're getting the McLaren logo. Okay, um, just keep going. So, essentially, what I did was I took my thoughts for what I want to see from each team this year, and this can range from anything from like actual critical thoughts of like this is how I want to see them perform, versus or it could range to then dumb bullshit stuff of just some jokes. So I took that, and then I also took yeah, it's the ghost of Owen today. Um, Owen and Mark are here in spirit. I also took just a summarization of what Mark thought, um, and did set that set it up that way. So, going into it, we're gonna start with Haas and we're gonna kind of work our way up, I guess. I guess. Um, it's the it's it's pretty much the order will make sense as we go about it. So, starting with Haas, um, something that I really want to see from Haas is an improvement to their drive to survive storyline. Mm-hmm. And I say this, I say this just because I'm not done drive to survive yet, but every season, the Haas episode is always the same. And it's always about them struggling. Being awful. And yeah, it just, it's always about them being awful and just having poor races and everything. And it's just, I want to see, that storyline be better and i know in order to do that they need to they need to perform better throughout the year so it's very kind of simple in that understanding um the more technical side of this and what mark kind of leaned into is the two biggest things were they need to work on their race pace and not just like their one lap good pace and what he means by this is, and we saw this last year is Haas would randomly have like really good qualifying sessions and they would do really well in terms of like where we made it to Q3, you know, we're, we're placing P8 in Q3, but we made it to Q3, mm-hmm. you know? And then in the race, they would fall all the way down to the upper teens or whatnot for their final position. And they said that this was because we had really good quality pace, so they could they could really push the car for one lap. So it's like Ferrari. The moment, yeah, the moment they needed to do more than five laps consistently at a race pace, the car couldn't handle it. Part of that was the car. Part of that was also the tire degradation that they sucked with last year. I mean, mm, the yeah. tires were get, were basically just like dissolving on the on the tracks on every, on every track. It was it was bad. Um, so they just they need to work on that. And we already saw them kind of working on this. It they said for preseason testing, like, hey, we're we're not really going out there to study the car. We're we're going out there to study the tires and figure this out and everything. And they've already taken kind of the steps to make this a little bit better, which I thought is is a good step in in the right direction for them. Um I'm excited to see yeah. also like with their new team principal and leadership and stuff and see obviously all we've ever known with Haas is Gunther. So like, it would be exciting to see a different right. team principal, but then if things continue, Oh, you're back for a second. Then you're gone. I if tried things, to see if I could pop back in. 
if things were to continue going bad for Haas, then it's the question of, is it actually Gene's fault um, and right. not the team principal? Because as we can see, I mean, did you at least wa you watch that episode of Drive to Survive? Yeah, with... Yeah, with, I feel um, like yeah. Williams and Haas, I feel like at some point, at least Drive to Survive portrayed it, that he just like lost his... He just didn't seem excited anymore, especially at that one phone call to Gene, and then he just looked like he um, lost it. I don't know. But, yeah, it will be exciting to see how their team principal, the new team principal, yeah, AO, I see it will be exciting to see how he does. I mean, he also has uh, so much experience. Um, the random clip-ins of you. But I keep not. trying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we have some questions um, or some comments. Yeah, I I completely agree with what Sarah's saying. That they're they have to take a look at their car, and then obviously everybody others, everybody else's car as as much as they can. To the yeah. point of you know, okay, what are we doing wrong here? That's causing our tires to just completely d destroy themselves on these tracks. You know, like what what is happening that the, it's it this is happening? You know, and it's. It sounds stupid and it sounds very simple to do, but obviously we know it's it's not. And I just I like I said, I would like to see I would like to see them perform a little bit better just because I we know this. I love Gunther. I thought he was hilarious and rather survive and his personality cracks me up. No, yeah. But now that he is out, I am excited to see where AO will take the team mm -hmm. and, and what he will do and whatnot. And I just think that yes. Haas needs to step it up in the terms of just overall consistent performance for them. So Ooh, that's kind of Sarah. That's a good question. I don't remember seeing it versus everyone else, and I did I look not, at some do data. Dana, um, what'd you say? You said you said Dana instead of data. Well, you're a McLaren logo right now. So all right, all right. you know what? That is so uncalled for. <laughs> That is hardly um, my fault. <laughs> I think it is your fault. It's your camera's fault. I'm um, trying to figure it out. You know, it will be interesting to see. It, because like you said, going back to the whole quality thing and how it was like Nico Hulkenberg could easily be. He's gone again. My goodness. I can't. He's gone again. Are you back? Let me in. I am letting you in. I'm so sorry to everyone. This is so chaotic and so unorganized. Um, I wouldn't. It's just me. Forget him. Let me see. Okay, wait. There's comments. Uh, Linus, that is a good thing. I think. Yeah, any outcome for Haas this year will be positive. You back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, um, Linus is a good point that basically anything, like any points for Haas this year will be a positive. And I think that's, that's, that, yeah. that is good. I think you have to think of it that way. I feel like that's how Williams thought of it last year. Like any, uh, any points that they could get was a good thing. So I do, I do agree with that um, statement, but I was saying before you disappeared again, um, because Nico Hulkenberg was always the one that was easily in Q3 with that car. And it was like a shock at first, but then it became like a normal thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he can actually qualify pretty well. But literally uh, one lap in, you just saw every Haas 
both hostages drop back in the leaderboard. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big thing for them to figure out. Their race pace. Their pure race pace. Yeah, it was. Like you said, the, you, you kind of hit the nail perfectly. Like, it was a shock at first seeing a Haas in Q3. And then you kind of got used to it. But then, at the same time, you got used to, mm-hmm. you know, okay, hey, we're in Q3. But it's like, we're not going to do anything really with it. You know, like, we're not going to take advantage of it. Um, no, they didn't take advantage of it at all. It was like yeah. an immediate failure for them. So that's that's kind of it with Haas. I know it's like kind of you know starting off with like an easy one, like a just like a quick, just like hey, they need to perform better, but they do. You know, they they I and like I said, I would like to see a drive to survive episode next year where it's not like here's your run of the mill Haas episode mm-hmm. where we're talking about how bad Haas is and how unlucky Haas is. Um, so would definitely like to see that for Haas. Um, hopefully, like we said. AO can kind of take this team in the step in the right direction. As funny as it was when they openly said it to everybody, the fact that they were focused so much on, on tires during preseason instead of like normal, you know, aerodynamics, how the car's performing, how the cars feel and everything during preseason testing was funny, but also it works. Yeah. You know, also Casper, what? Sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sure. No, I also think well, if you yeah. if you look at how the fact that Haas also had, I know it's just testing, but that Haas had the most laps completed out of all the teams, I think they were trying to get as much data as possible, and I feel like that right. could all help them in the end. So it will be interesting to see how well they do. Um, next team, you want to go on or no? Um, yeah, we'll go on. So Try your camera again next- or no? <laughs> next team no I, i'm giving up on it because that's what oh. i just tried to do that's what i just tried to do and that's what got me booted out so okay so I sorry everybody nothing. This, is, this is my logo for the night um i think it fits for me though wait but, this is also a brilliant point that sarah's bringing up that they i am also shocked that yeah this card that card didn't die on the track didn't cause a red flag um yeah i I'm shocked by that one. Um, all right. Going forward. Uh, so who you going to next? Next team on our list is Sauber or oh, the Ben 10 team. Or, yeah, whatever we're calling them. Not yeah, steak, not team. kick. Sauber. We're calling them Sauber. Calling them, yeah. So, Which, let me just say, before you go into your details, that green yeah. looks so nice on track. I have to say. It does. I didn't catch a lot of a, a lot of preseason testing. Honestly, when I start when I woke up that morning and it was Drive to Survive Day, I kind of cho- I chose Drive to Survive watching that over preseason testing. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think it looks really good cuz I'd watched highlights from preseason testing and everything. It does look very very good on track. Yeah, and it's really pretty. It was like you when you would text me case and said like the state car looks really bright on track i immediately was like is it like an ugly bright or is it like no it's a good bright and especially like tracks under at nighttime like a night race under the lights it just like yeah glows but it's really nice yeah i i 100 yeah i think it looks really good and like i said i needed to see the alpine car to to finally make up my mind about that car but also seeing it on track Seeing this, the Ben 10 car on track, I do like it a lot more than <laughs> the I Ben 10 oh, car. Yeah, I'm, I'm committing to calling them the Ben 10 team this year. <laughs> um, I'm just saying Sauber right now, so people know who I'm talking about. But from 
now on, they'll be called the Ben 10 team. Did you um, see the video of Valtteri today doing um, basically ASMR <laughs> on TikTok? I did see that. It was very weird. <laughs> very, very odd. Um, okay, go on with yeah, your So steak. For Sauber, so what I want to see from them is because it's kind of their team identity right now, I want to see them stick to the idea of like we are just a transition team. You know, like we're mm-hmm. kind of just in this mode of preparing for becoming Audi in 2026. Um, I think like I w- and I'm saying that because I want to be pleasantly surprised from them. I want it to be like, hey, this is just a transition team. You know, we're becoming Audi in 2026. That's when we'll kind of expect more performance out of them because that brand is going to be part of a that that brand wants to be part of a team that's going to perform and everything. But I'm also like, okay, but if they come in this year and they perform, like, cool. Like, absolutely. Throw a little, like, you know, extra, extra spice into the storyline this season. Well, um, I mean, Valtteri looked pretty good. Valtteri did look testing. pretty good. I, yeah. And I was looking at all the times and everything. And, and Joe Guan Yu, he did, he had some pretty yeah, good times. Yeah, Joe did as well. too good. Yeah. Um. So, like I'm saying, like, I don't, like, I don't want, to see an interview with Boltas and and Joe, you know, after Bahrain and being like, we're coming after, you know, constructor championship and everything this year. And we're going after driver championships. Oh, yeah. I, I just feel like if they do something like that, they're going to be punching above their weight. And I think they just need to kind of bide the time right now for we are a transition what team. They have. Yeah. Right, working with what they have. You know, hey, this uh-huh. is who we are right now. We're we're okay with that. We're gonna embrace that. And 2026 will become Audi, and that's when we'll start performing. You know, um, Mark I, in his article and everything, his summary was kind of the similar, but he was saying they just need to close the gap to the front of the pack as much as they can before they become Audi. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that kind of goes into the whole thing of when they become Audi, I think that's when – that's true. That's true, Sarah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know to, when you're reading a comment because you just go silent. I can't see you. They but. have to toe the line of not saying, hey, we suck this year, mm-hmm. but also saying at the same time, like, okay, we're not the best, you know, and they have to walk that really well. Um, so that's definitely like a challenge for them, but I think if they can equally compete with, I know we'll talk about them, but I have, I feel like if they can compete with Williams and RB or V carb, I feel like that's good. Like, I feel like that's going to be the middle of the, I feel like that will be the midfield of those three teams. So I feel like yeah. if they can compete with those two, they will, I think that'll be, it'll end up being a good successful year for them. Um, in that those eyes. So. Nervous. Yeah, I agree. I, it's to me, it, like, I agree 100% with what Mark was saying. They just they need to do whatever they can to increase performance mm-hmm. and then stick to we are becoming Audi and we're, we are just taking this year and next year to just pull as close as we can to the middle of the pack or the front of the pack, whatever, however, whatever their target they want to set is. That's not crazy insane. And go from there, you know, and and make it, you know, we're just doing this as 
as much as we can. So that way, when we become Audi, we have this performance by our name. Like, yeah. How about Team Mario? Kart? <laughs> we didn't see if you saw the comment. <laughs> First of all, you spelled cart wrong. It's K in the game. So <laughs> come on. <sighs> um. <laughs> but yeah, that's that that that's kind of it with with you know Ben Ten. It's, it's literally just ben. like the show is amazing, but the team just kind of has to to chill, you mm-hmm. know. Just work with what they have, right? Work, work with what they have. have. Don't get don't shoot for the moon. Work with what you have. Be successful with what you have. Just let Joe have a good home race because he can finally race at home. Yep. He finally gets to drive it home. Yeah, just just be okay. Just work pick, with what you have. Pick on people their own size and stay right there. That's that's mm-hmm. like pretty much what it is. Yeah, pick know? on yeah, pick on the teams your own size <laughs> with your own. And then and then go from there and see how well you do. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you know, all right, don't be afraid to, you know, maybe mess around with your car a little bit and be like, "Oh, hey, that's a pretty radical idea, but let's Screw it. Let's see what happens. You know, like, and just go from there. Kind of stick, again, stick to that identity of we are here. We're a transition team. We're going to do as well as we can, and we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's it. Um, but, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of my, like I said, I just want to see them do as well as I can. And just try to get as much performance out of that car as possible. I know who Guido Luigi is, just by that comment. <laughs> I know we know who they are, but I know who Guido Luigi is. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add for Sauber? No, not much. See All how right. it goes. Um, Let's look forward to nice helmets from Valtteri Botas and Joe Guanillo, because they always deliver yes. some good ones, so... Yeah, I thought I saw on Instagram today, like randomly, and it was like right as I was like logging out of it too. I think Botas released this, like posted a video about his helmet, and it, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, he, like, there was another video with his helmet, and I, it was like the Northern Lights behind the helmet. Yes, um, yeah, that was it was cool looking. That was just posted today. Um, this is actually a good point. I know we're not. But China is going to be interesting since it's a sprint um, weekend. No, that's a, that's a very good mm-hmm. I feel like good it's point. anyone's game. I mean, it's probably Max's game, but I feel like anyone could take it. Um, Sarah, you didn't see Valtteri Botas' helmet. It's the Northern Lights. It looks good, Sarah. It's, it's a good, beautiful. It's a good-looking helmet. My favorite helmet. Um, but yeah, okay. Continue. Moving on to our favorite team name. V-Carb. V-Carb, who v- I have... V-Carb. I have a feeling it's going to be a sleeper agent. I feel like it's going to be a little yeah. surprising. <laughs> so I said I actually have two things that I want to see from this team. And the first being I want to see the return of, like, prime Daniel Ricardo mm-hmm. as much as we can get. I think having a full coming into a full season, knowing he's their driver for the full season, I think will do a good amount for his confidence. Yep. Obviously, you hope he doesn't break his hand again like he did last year, you know, middle oh, of the yeah. season. You hope he doesn't get injured so that way he can keep it going. And and I just I would love to see that just like prime like 
Danny Ricardo, who is confident in himself, confident yep. in his race ability. You want Red Bull shows on track. Danny Ricardo when yes, he was back in Red Bull. Yeah. It's exactly what you want. I want to see Red Bull Danny Ricardo in a V car because then hopefully we throw him in a Red Bull whenever, you know, and see what happens again. I mean, he also looked great during testing. I mean, that car right. looked good. I think it's a carbon copy of I think it's the long lost twin of RB19, but it's still like I that yeah, no, that car looks good on track. It will be exciting yeah. to see. I mean, I think a lot of people are saying that that is going to be that one could maybe fight for the top of the midfield. Um Yeah, I would right under the top 4 teams. I would love to I would love to see them fight for that upper midfield. Mm-hmm. You know, like even in the conversation of like, you know, fourth, you know, fourth place, like, it, like thrown in that conversation of just like the back end of the of the the, the front of the field, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it'd be a shock to all. I think that I think they are going to shock all, and I think that's that was part of Mark's points was you know there he feels that they're almost going to emulate Aston Martin at the beginning of the season last year, uh... where they kind of come in. People aren't really expecting it, and people are going to be like, "Whoa! Like, check out that! Like, check out that RBO one! Like, that's that's fast, you know." And then the issue is, is you can't emulate their season too much, just because obviously Aston Martin struggled with midseason development and everything, and and didn't ruin their car, but definitely fell off where they were from the start oh, yeah. of the season. The so, hype train was a, abrupt. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Abruptly. I. I agree, you know, with what you said when we start. Like, I think they are going to be that sleeper agent mm-hmm. kind of after Bahrain. Everybody's going to be like, "Whoa!" Like that they were, they're fast, you know. I and, think though, the minute they start, if they start doing well and they're in the points every weekend and they're performing very well, Zach Brown is coming right to start complaining because he already has, yeah. but he will definitely yeah. be complaining more. Yeah, he's been he's been very open about mm-hmm. his complaints with it and everything, and the this idea that you know Adrian Newey at Red Bull designs a light speed rocket ship for one year for them, and then the next year there's components sent down to AlphaTauri or yeah. you know or, or VCarb, you know, because of that, because they're sister teams and because they're co-owned and everything, and it's. I see the legitimate reason for a complaint. I don't know how far he would get in terms of like changing the rules or, or changing anything within within F1 about it, but I see his reason for complaints, you know. Yeah, but I mean I could also see I could see other teams starting to complain also if they're doing that well. I mean Yeah. It's it's a Red Bull team, so I can easily see Toto Wolf freaking out and complaining. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There are, and this is kind of going off on a tangent, there are other teams that share parts. Like Ferrari oh. shares their power engines with Sauber and Haas, but no one ever complains about that. Right. I mean, Mercedes shares their engines with Aston Martin and McLaren. Like, it, there, there are teams that work together. I just think because Red Bull and RB or VCarb literally is just like the varsity team versus the JV team in yeah. a sense, but... There's there's a very clear cut line between the two teams of mm-hmm. V Carb is a is a farm team for Red Bull. 
and it's like very well known as that. And I see that's where the the complaint in an, in it you know kind of lies in and of itself is just like okay, it's a little messed up that like these teams are so closely tied and everything, and and, and more than just like hey, we buy engine parts from Red Bull, Red Bull, you know, mm-hmm. like. It, it it certainly raises questions, but yeah, going back, I would love to see because of hopefully their strong start. I would love to see a, a very confident Danny Ricardo come back and get oh, yeah, the car yeah, yeah. and perform that way. The other thing that I want to see is I would love to see Yuki Sonoda finish high hopes P five. this Ooh! year. I'm tired of him being stuck in this like P10 perpetuality. Like he's always just he's yeah he's, he's always he's, right he's, there. He's either <laughs> plus or minus one. Like he's always P9 to P11 somewhere in that in that gap. And it's just I like him. I think he's. I know people like. I know he can get on some people's nerves with just like how angry he can get sometimes. Yeah, but, but I feel like, like he's moved away from that a little bit. Yeah. He's trying to think he's definitely trying to build sort of like a reputation is not doing that anymore. Yeah. But like I said, with with V Carb, with the car doing so hopefully so well, I would love to see him take that and run with it as best he can. And like I said, really high hopes, a P5 finish would be great. But anywhere oh. like P9 and below is is good. You know, it's an improvement. Yeah. They were talking during testing about different drivers and what it would mean, like, if they were on the podium in their hometown. And, like, they were talking about in Japan and the support from the support for Yuki. And I was like, it does make sense. I was like, they, like, I think if they even show it in Drive to Survive, like, I feel like it would be genius. Like, it would be insane. The scenes would be insane. If I mean, Yuki, if Yuki's going to end up on the podium, I think I would freak out. <laughs> Yeah, I I would be extremely happy for him to end up on the podium. That that would be that'd be fantastic. Yeah, Sarah, you are correct. Red Bull Honda is leaving Red Bull because they're getting Ford, but Honda yeah. is going to Aston Martin. So that's where people have said, does Yuki end up going to Aston Martin? Because Honda will want Yuki in Aston Martin. So that's yeah. the thing. People have talked about that already before. Um but yeah. Which would be cool to see, which would be fantastic to see. Yeah, we'd be fantastic to see. But that means, because unless Lance Stroll decides he's done, I mean, I don't think Fernando Alonso is retiring anytime soon. <laughs> so No, I don't, I don't think he is. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited for V-Carb's potential. See what they can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like I said, I want them to emulate the beginning of the season that Aston Martin had last year. But again... I hope they can keep that momentum from the beginning the mm-hmm. from the beginning of the season, unlike Aston Martin did, you know, and, and they, they kind of took over and, or. I mean, when you think about though, and, Red Bull is good at bringing upgrades and they yeah. are very connected. So I can see V carb also being good at um, bringing some good upgrades. So. Yeah, that's, it's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping from the carb, we're going to go to our favorite car in blue, Williams. Yes. Um, (laughs) 
what I would love to see again, I have, I have two for these guys. Um, I want to see Alex Albin obviously perform better. I, I see Alex Albin on a podium. I'm sorry. Yes. I want to see him on a podium. I love his personality. I love, he seems like a very nice guy and it just, you want to root for him. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him perform at least a little bit better. You know, it, it's podium would be fantastic, but that like, I don't know if that would happen, but yeah. what I would like to see, and this is definitely fresh in my mind just because of drive to survive. I would love to see Williams and Haas engage in a more of a heated battle from. No, I don't even think that we haven't talked about them yet. I don't even think Williams will be close to Haas and Alpine. You don't think so? No, I think Williams is going to be fighting with V carb and Aston Martin. I have, I don't know why, I just have hope. And I don't know if it's because of watching Drive to Survive and or just like listening to James Vowell speak. I He is literally, he's an F1 nerd when you listen to him go off about yeah. <laughs> like the engineering side. He might be the perfect person for Williams. Yeah. And this is his second year in the team. This car is completely under him. I... The three of them with James Logan and um, Alex, I just think they are the perfect trio as well. Um, I'm excited to see Logan improve, see how well he can improve. I have, I do have hope there. I mean, they, I think they said, I forget how much weight he said that he gained in the off season because he completely changed yeah. his entire like workout. Um, changed everything. Stuff. Yeah, he changed everything. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I. Maybe I'm delusional, but I have I have hope for Williams. And yeah, James Val gives me hope. <laughs> I definitely Thank you. Yeah, five K yeah, five KGs of muscle. Logan gained. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um the yeah, the like seeing James Val and seeing how data driven he was and everything, I agree. He I think is the perfect person for Williams to kind of go in and take charge of just like this is this is where we're at and this is where with this data that we know we can get. And mm-hmm. I think they definitely want to step up and everything, but they also have started to, and this is in Mark's article, which I think is interesting. They've started downplaying kind of like how much they think they're going to move up. Cause I think they're yep. trying to like temper people's hopes. Like where they sandbagging like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much, pretty much say like, Hey, yes, like we we want to move up. We think we're gonna move up. We, you know, we want to do better, like all this stuff. However, we're not expecting to be like, you know, fighting for top of the, you know, top spot. They're and like, so like, they're not of, trying to get everyone's hopes up because then if they do right. awful, they're not like exactly. But if they're amazing, <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh my god, if they're amazing. <laughs> it looks it, amazing. You know, it's yeah. like, oh my God, Williams, you know, excelled so much this year. They, they look at this turnaround. And then if it's, they do poorly, you know, in, you know, respectively, how, whatever that's defined as, you know, it might come off as like, oh, well they did, you know, they wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, they told us that Williams podium and Imola, that would be, that would be really good to see. That was supposed to be a track that suited them well last year. Um, no, I, to put it. This is for um, Guido Luigi, if you're still watching. To put it in terms for someone to think of, think of it as the season's Philadelphia Flyers. They weren't supposed to be good. (laughs) 
Yes. They weren't supposed to be ex- succeeding like this. They weren't supposed to have this fight or whatever. They're supposed to be tanking to get the number one draft pick in the upcoming season, but they're beating everyone's expectations a little bit for what they expected. So I kind of see Williams the same way. You're welcome, Guido Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of see Williams the same way. Like they, I think they're going to beat everyone's expectations. I agree. And I think the other, the other part of what I want to see with them is I really, really need Logan Sargent to beat everybody's expectations Mm -hmm. and improve this year. Not part of it is a little bit of just because he's the only American on the grid and it would be really cool to see him stay there. Yes. It's just, it's also, you know, you had that statement of James Vowles come out saying like, we're sticking with Logan. We believe in him. We trust him. You know, we're going to give him another shot. That in and of itself is like a double-edged sword because it's now it is, you know, like if I don't perform, I'm at a serious risk of losing my job. Not that he wasn't already, but now he's like, he's got James Vowell's word on the line there. Well, and and if you see like Mark's article from the launch, seeing how Will or James spoke about Logan, hearing how James spoke about Logan during testing, uh, James believes in him. He has confidence in them. Um, And I mean, uh, Logan was doing well at the end of the last season. Like the last few races, he was there. He was qualifying well. He was doing well. It was, again, that car also sucked with race pace. So it died off. But yeah, yeah, this is a good, I've watched highlights. It would be good to see this Logan again. If he can race good against Oscar, but. I think he will be much better because this is his second year now in, F1, he has the experience and he has the knowledge of what mm-hmm. this season is like and everything. And, and you know, it, he already did it. He's made these changes that you would think are reflective of like, okay, this is what I thought I would need, but this is what I, this is, turns out this is what I actually needed. And yeah, I made those changes and I'm getting ready for the season. I mean, you can't, he was a rookie. I feel like he had a decent rookie season. Did they have some crashes? Yes, of course he did. But did he? I don't think he was as awful as Nick DeVries. <laughs> no. I mean, I and you can't compare him to Oscar. Oscar's like a once in a blue moon. Like, he had an amazing rookie season. But, it, yeah, it's I, – I think I want Logan to do well also. I don't want him to end up losing his seat. Um, I want him to stay. But, yeah, I have – I hope he can do well. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm really hoping that I feel like the general gist for these teams kind of in the, in the backfield is just a general idea of just like, I hope they get better. You know, I I hope they can improve because I want to see more racing and, you know, we all want to see more tight racing between everybody, you know, like it's, I'm hoping it's a lot of fun, but moving kind of up, more towards the midfield now we're jumping to Alpine my least favorite team right now to the team that has flat out come has come out and flat out say the past two days or something yesterday that they're gonna suck like they have (laughs) they are going they have the slowest car on the grid that's why I said I think Williams can easily I think Williams can easily 
get ahead of those two. I think the fight at the back is going to be between, between Haas and Alpine. I'll say yeah. now. But and I I don't have a lot for them. I literally have two <laughs> sentences and that's, that's how you feel much, about Alpine. <laughs> that's pretty much one sentence for my thoughts and one sentence for my <laughs> thoughts because they're really just in this like gray area where it's like we're almost to it's a good it's, name. Alpine. <laughs> Alpine. Um like they're in this like limbo area where it's like they're not good enough to compete with like McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari, like them. They're not even close. It and then they're too but they're too fast to be considered part of like Haas, Williams, like that crew they down used there. to, but right. But it's just like I, it's, so that's the thing. Like, the, the, this is honestly going to be really good. Mark's thoughts on this was they just need to do whatever they can to escape <laughs> the middle of the road and or the middle of the pack and whatever that is. And what I want to see from them is I want to see some more goddamn color on their freaking car. <laughs> no one can see you today. Have a freak out. <laughs> that's what I want. It's I'm. T- Still so upset about that, and I'm still so annoyed about it. But so, like, that's literally like as soon as I was writing out my notes today, and I was like, "Huh, what do I want to see from Alpine on their car?" And then I was more like, "More color." What do I want to see from Alpine this season? I was like, "More fucking color on their car." Like, <laughs> it just like immediately came came to me. But it was yeah. just like, yeah, they they are just stuck in this limbo area, and they just need to do whatever they can to escape that limbo area. And I also feel like. It needs to come from within their team. I still think they're a mess of a team. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to that whole entire investor crew um, that decided to put some money on that team. But I, the Alpine, I think, is a mess with in, within. Um, and I think they need to figure that out. I mean, also going back to their car launch, the – after this news came out about how they said they're they're the slowest car on the team, that meme immediately came back up of their faces when they unveiled the car. Because people yeah. were like, no wonder why they look like that. They knew then. <laughs> yeah, they knew that they were screwed then. Like, uh, Chris, Pierre's contract is up this yeah this year also. Um, both Alpine drivers are up this year. <laughs> bring back Sio. Yeah, let's bring it. Let's bring him back. Yeah, bring back Renault as a team. In general, yeah, uh, like, yeah, both Pierre and SC are up at the end of this year. Yeah, I just like I said that. I mean, that's literally all I have is, is for Alpine. It's just like and I feel like that's all they deserve. <laughs> that is all they deserve. Pieces of shit lied to all of us, like, and it's just you. Like, you just need to do. They need to do something. They need to change something, Alpine. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. You know, I'll say for the fact of the joke, they need to change their car, but they need to do something to to create an identity for themselves. Because right now, they are just like they're nothing. They're they're literally just like limbo. You know. And when you think about it, like Pierre Gasly thought he was escaping. I mean, he literally says it in the first Alpine episode because for some reason they got two. Um, yeah. Well, also, why? Why did they? I get don't two know. Episodes? I don't know. I could go off. I could go off <laughs> on Travis and Ryan. Like it's a whole episode itself. Um, but he said he literally left AlphaTauri because he knew he wasn't going to be able to 
win in that car and now he's yeah. without Pina and he's not winning in that car. I mean his sprint podium and stuff last year was great, but this car it looks awful. And yeah. it's all carbon fiber. It's it, it does not look good. Yeah. But yeah, this is exactly what they get for promising the camo and not providing. Yeah, absolutely. Karma is a bitch. <laughs> but jumping from Yeah, let's move on from them. No car with or a car with no color to a car with a good amount of color. Aston Martin. Um, I personally, th- it, this I actually had some stuff for them too. It was, I would love to see. It kind of goes like step and step. I would love to see Stroll take a step up in terms of mm-hmm. his and everything because Drive to Survive did remind me that you know he has a pretty talented history in in terms of of driving and everything Lance. And it's like, I want to see that again. And then from there, because I want him to step up, I want to see him and Alonzo have a little bit more of a tighter race between each other, you know, like an inner team competition, you know, it's just, I think that would also really drive Lance Stroll to perform better. Cause I feel like it, it, I feel like he's kind of stuck in this role right now. And it's, 100% just because of the age of them and the experience of them, that Fernando is the mentor and Lance is the mentee. And it's... Oh, yeah. If you could switch the narrative of these guys are Mm -hmm. partners and and they're they're teammates and everything, I feel like it would be a lot better for, for Lance in terms of his mindset of just like, I am a driver for this team, so I am gonna perform. You know, and and people, yeah, we Lance needs to prove himself, so people don't just use that he's a nebo baby all the time, like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what people yeah. use for him all the time now because he's not performing well at all. Um, yeah, no, I do need something more from him, um, so we don't have to hear those rumors again from last year, like he's going and becoming a professional tennis player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I need more for him. Um. I think Alonzo is going to be fine. I feel like he'll be fighting for podium points again. And if they can keep up, if they can keep with the momentum and not drop off like they did last year, like if they get good upgrades and they can continue to improve race after race, they're a threat. I think they're a threat. Yeah. I said the other thing I wanted, and this was, this also kind of falls into the, the Yuki high hopes thing. It was, I would love to see Fernando on top of a podium again. Like I would love to see him as a race mm-hmm. winner again. I know that that's a big ask just because of Red Bull and Max. Yeah. But it would just be, it would be so cool to see. Um, but it, yeah. And it's just like, that's, I mean, Mark wrote what he needs, what he thinks they need to do. And, and everybody's going to agree on this because it's literally the opposite of what they did last year is they need to figure out the midseason development. Yes, and they do. And ace that and ace it really well. Because if they start off this year again strong and then fall Continue. flat oh, after fall the flat. break, people are gonna be people are gonna start writing them off and they're gonna kind of fall back into that slot of like not a serious contender again. When last year, when they came in, people were like, Oh, Aston Martin's back. Like it, you know, like it's gonna be so good, it's gonna be so awesome. And and Lauren Stroll really was building towards a world championship team and and yeah he might lose all of that 
you know. No, I think also going back to Lance, I would love to know. It's obviously if we could go back in time and he didn't break his wrist. Yeah. And how well I feel like he would have started off the season well last year if he didn't break his wrist, if he wasn't struggling with the car because. That car was amazing. I mean, I feel like both of them probably would have been fighting for podium points. Yeah. The Aston Martin. So it does, if they can start off that well and Lance Stroll is 100%, I think that might be dangerous. I, yeah, I think it would be very dangerous. But yeah, but yeah they need to work on their upgrades. That's literally, if they can figure out good upgrades, they'll be fine. Yeah. And it's like Chris said, the, the they took this gigantic step back after their first set of upgrades last year. And it's just, they, they just, they cannot afford to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like it, it sounds stupid when I'm saying it. Cause it's like, you think about it it's like, well, yeah, no shit. They can't do that. But it's like, yeah, but they did it last year after last year that you just, you can't do it again. You need no. to show some signs of continuing your beginning of the year momentum throughout the season instead of just like hey we're introducing an upgrade package and then it's nothing you know like it doesn't help you at all so that's basically it with with fast and martin it's just like they just need to hopefully they can recapture that speed and skill that they had in the beginning of the season and just carry that all through um i agree i agree yeah so that's that's with them Going to now their Your direct fave. competitors from last year <laughs> and my favorites. He is wearing the hat, but we can't see him anymore. <laughs> I am I am wearing the hat. You can't see it anymore. That's why I put the logo there. So you guys know I'm still supporting. <laughs> but I would – there's two things that I want to see here. One, obviously, Landon Norris's first race win. I know that's out of the question, but I would love oh, to yeah. see it. And guess what? When we do the – 2025 season preview and if he doesn't have his race win yet this is still gonna be here it's gonna be your prediction until it actually may happen (laughs) yes it's gonna be my prediction until it actually happens the other thing that i want to see is again a general improvement from last year for the for both of our drivers i want to see a top five finish for lando he was six last year Mm -hmm. and i want to see a top seven finish for oscar he was ninth Mm -hmm. last year Okay. I, I would. Oh, sorry, go. No, I'm just, I mean, just saying, like, they kind of have the opposite story of McLaren. Or, or yeah, from this is where I was going. This. It's just they just need to carry over their momentum from mm-hmm. the end of the season last year. And it looks like they're going to from preseason testing. But obviously, you never know. And, you know, shit happens during the race and whatnot. And, and, Steering wheel boots out again. <laughs> yeah, your steering wheel needs a Windows update when you. <laughs> I watched that episode for on Drive to Survive, and I got mad again. Like, I was just, <laughs> it's just stupid. But like, also at the same time, it's like because you know how they finished. Yeah, and it's you know how they finished, but at the same time, I think it's also seeing those behind the scenes things of like they knew they were going to be pretty crappy. You know, and, and, like, you obviously hear that during preseason testing. Like, last year, Lando literally said, like, the car is not where we want it to be right now. 
But no, yeah, and if you like, when they were having issues during testing, and they kept showing Lando and like Oscar, they didn't look worried. Yeah, they looked okay. Yeah, no, I need them to start off strong and keep going strong. Um, I think an interesting storyline to watch out for is if Oscar performs well or better than Lando. That would be that would be really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. That would be because it's not out of the question. No, it's not I, out I of the question. It's not out of the question. It's not out of the question at all. I really think, I mean, it's Oscar. I think he could. They are a very cohesive team, as uh, Casper just said. But I think Oscar has it. I think he could do it. I yeah. would not be surprised. Um, oh, this is a good question from Linus. I just you saw think this from Linus. McLaren too. would prefer race wins and a fourth in the championship, or no wins and second in the championship. This is a great question. That is, hmm. Thinking. I genuinely think I would say race wins and fourth in the championship because I think because I think that getting like let's do the split evenly. You got two race wins, one for Lando, one for Oscar, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say that miracle happens. I think you then take that. And fourth in the world championship, and you can still say we improved this year. Like, yes, we didn't go move up in the world, you know, in the constructor championship. But look, our drivers got their first race wins. Look at yeah, how I think it would do well for like. team morale if that makes like exactly. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, this is also they did. I also agree they didn't really sound optimistic, but. I always think of Lando during race weekends. He always downplays it. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's being interviewed after quality or a practice session, he's always like, I don't know how we're going to do. And then they end up going and like killing it. Um, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. If, like I said, if they expected Ferrari to be that quick. Um, also Oscar. Yeah. Struggle with his tire management. That is something that Oscar needs to work on. And that's where his inexperience comes in. Oscar. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's something that he can get a hold of and still perform well. It's definitely, I, I like now you got me stuck on this, this Oscar beating Lando scenario in my head because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. And it's like, to me, all the signs are really pointing to him being able to do it because he is a very good driver. He's obviously done his first season, his rookie season now, so he knows what an F1 season is like, similar to Logan Sargent. Yeah. He knows Lando's driving style. Mm -hmm. He's in a much more competitive car than they were at the beginning of last year. Like, his confidence just has to be through the roof for, for both drivers. But I would just – that would be so interesting to see. Like, it's just – No, this is good. None of us. Because – I feel like we all have confidence in McLaren. It's not like McLaren of Lando and Daniel Ricciardo days. Like, I feel like they got their shit together. They yeah. they had success last year, and they know what I think can take. I think Stella is a great person to have in charge besides Zach Brown. Um, but, yeah, no, I think they know what they can do. They know what needs to be fixed in their car so they don't have the issues they did last year. Um but yeah, it will be interesting to see how well they do. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's a and going kind of off of what Casper's saying too. Like there is the real threat that you know McLaren could pull the same route that Aston Martin did last year, and it's come out strong. And then hey, let's introduce you know a couple changes to the car, and oh crap, we made it worse. You know, like mm-hmm. it. There's definitely that risk. Like I don't want to sit here and say like. McLaren's so perfect, you know, McLaren's going to be perfect this year and it's going to be an all positive year and everything like, no, there will be things that go wrong for McLaren. There will be issues and everything that happen throughout the year. But I do think coming in from last year, they are in a 10 times much better spot than where they were last year. And that's kind of why I'm just saying like, they're just going to have so many more positives this year because it it, it feels that way too. Because like we said, Oscar and Lando were pretty positive during preseason testing. Pre, the results of preseason testing shows right now that they're carrying over the momentum that they had. And mm-hmm. that's what we're just, we're hoping for. Um, yeah. Go McLaren. But there I said it. Go McLaren. <laughs> go McLaren. <laughs> but now we're going to go to Casey's favorites. Woohoo! Um, so Ferrari. And I'm delusional. <laughs> This is delusional. <laughs> You're not so much delusional now that now the preseason testing's done and they were they came out hot. Ferrari, yeah, they did come uh, out hot. I think in what Fred I we want, trust in Fred we trust. What I want, and you're gonna like this case. I want to see the Charles Leclerc that we know he can be oh. in terms of his driving skill and his race performance and everything. I would. I would love to see that because he's he struggled for so long under kind mm-hmm. of like a shitty Ferrari regime that now it's kind of like, hey, you have a good you got a good thing going right now. You know, you've yeah. got Fred, you've got the SF twenty four that's obviously much better than the the twenty three. You much know, better. like I mean, it, there was an interview that came out right before testing. I can't remember who it was with. Said that Charles Leclerc got out of the car at testing. Looked at someone and said, "That's the worst car I've ever drove." Yeah, that's it. Linus. You bring up a great point. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't get to convince you. <laughs> I'm yet to be convinced whether Casey's Ferrari fan or just a Charles fan. It's just a Charles fan. <laughs> it's just a Charles fan. If Charles did something similar that Lewis just did with with jumping ship from Mercedes to Ferrari, oh, I mean jumping ship. Casey would jump ship to whatever team Charles would 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 go when, to. Listen, okay, there's people here, it's live, okay? I'll say this now. I am I am a Ferrari fan, okay? I'm a Ferrari fan through and through. Carlos is just not my favorite person. He's yeah. not my favorite driver. He's not my favorite teammate of Charlotte Claire. There, that's it. I'm not a Carlos Sainz hater, <laughs> like Owen likes to say. Um, but yeah, no, I also agree. I think... This might be the I hope I mean it's if Red Bull's out of the picture, this would probably be the best car that Charlotte Claire's had yet, maybe. Um I also saw someone say like how much of Charlotte Claire's career was wasted under Matteo Bonanno. Yeah. Like how That's- much of it was wasted and thrown out the window. Um I also, like I said, in Fred We Trust, he's made so many different changes within the team. Um in regards to bringing in new people for the car development and this, we I said it so many times last year, that car last year was not Fred's. It was Matias. And you yeah. can tell the minute Fred started making updates and upgrades, 
it was work. It worked well. So I have good hopes that this car, the SF24, completely under Fred's leadership, will be good. I mean, if you look at their race pace, and they probably weren't even using all their potential from, like, they didn't just have good, like, one lap quality speed, like we said the Haas have issues with in testing. They Their long runs looked good, and if you people were saying that their tire deg looked good, so... Um, yeah, no, I have hopes. I have hopes. I mean, this one shot outside of one Monaco. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> yeah. But the other thing I want to see is <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it'll be, whether it's a race win, whether it's he, you know, trashes the Ferrari garage or whatever, whatever it is. Right. I want to see, see, I want to see Carlos Sainz do something like really funny and really cool just for his last season oh like i'm saying like i just want i want something to happen with carlos Sainz. i want there to be some breaking story like i said whether he wins a race whether he burns down the, the entire garage like whatever it is i just want him to do something stupid and funny and cool for his last goes, season it goes out with a bang <laughs> right his and last season just, with Ferrari, Casper. His last his season la- with sorry, Ferrari. Sorry, Casper. His last season with Ferrari. You know, and, and kind of almost in a way, it, it's just be like, I'm just sticking two middle fingers up, you know. To, well, you know I mean, to, yeah, I've said this before. If you listen to early episodes last year, he – it's why I'm, I don't think he's the best team player, Carlos Sainz, and just in things that you've learned, how Ferrari runs their – practice sessions and how one driver gets priority like every other week they flip-flop and you could tell when it wasn't Carlos's priority weekend um I do I don't think he he doesn't listen to his strategy anyway he makes up his own strategy people say he's a strategy king but I mean yeah I I I don't I can see him being a like 100% team player or he doesn't be a team player. All right. And I can see if the fight between those two is close by the end, like in places, like what does Carlos have to lose? Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a great I point. I mean, he's, Carlos is unemployed. He is basically showing every other team on the grid what he can do. And if right. he, if the, if they're prioritizing Charles, like we think they're going to be prioritizing Charles, he's just going to, I think he'll start driving pretty, not recklessly, but giving it all he's got and just goes crazy. Yeah. I also think Linus hit the nail on the head of what I want. I that That's what I want. Yeah. I want to win the race and take his race suit off and go to the podium shortlist. That's exactly what I want. Um, and I see, like I see Sarah saying better strategist than anyone on the Ferrari pit wall. Yes and no. <laughs> um, the hate. No, it's not the hate. It's just I see this all the time, and they're both great strategists. They're literally both great strategists. I think – what's that say? If Carlos wants a chance at the Red Bull seat, I think showing he's not a team player won't help. I also don't think Carlos is going back to Red Bull. We've talked about this before, but I I don't know. I don't know how to – I don't know how to feel about Carlos. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want my judgment to be clouded, but yeah, no, I both. I've said this before. 
Carlos and Charles were never going to be good teammates because they have two different driving styles. So you can't have a car being developed in one way while it needs to go the other way. Like, it doesn't make sense right. for that driver. Um, I think you can see in the data from last year with Ferrari that that car at the beginning of the season was not for Charlotte Claire. That was Carlos Sainz's car. But Charlotte Claire yeah. worked his ass off to improve his driving style. And then when upgrades were starting to be made to help steer it, I think, more towards Charlotte Claire's driving style, that's when we got some complaining from Carlos Sainz. But right. that's it. I'm not a hater. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we'll we'll change the topic a little bit. The not a hater. thing that Mark thinks for Ferrari this year is essentially it, it, this isn't this isn't going to be your main focus of the season because you still want to win the season with the, with the drivers that you have. But with Lewis coming two years from now in 2025, mm-hmm. they almost have to do everything in their power to overcome like the memes about their strategies and the memes about the pit stops and everything and kind of erase that reputation. So yeah. that way, when Lewis gets there in 2025, they can be seen as a serious yep competitor to the the constructors championship and everything and charles and lewis can be seen as serious competitors for the drivers championships and it's just i just it, it's like i said there ferrari can't just scratch this season and be like oh well, uh, no, I don't think, yeah i don't think they're just scratching this season at all um you know but they have to folk they have to agree with that or they have they have to they have to keep that in mind somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how do we perform the best to set ourselves up for next year when either next year, 2025 or 2026 is when they're really targeting in their head of like that's when we're gonna go after the, the, the championship, you know? Yeah. Um yes, sorry, Sarah, I don't agree <laughs> with her point saying that has built this car and team around Charles included. And that's just not me being a Charles fan. Um, Charles does need to deliver Guido Luigi, but I, going back to um, this comment, this is why McLaren are lucky. This is why McLaren has, and we've talked about this a million times. This is why McLaren can develop a car in one direction and succeed because both of their drivers have similar driving styles. And that works. That's why it doesn't work for Red Bull, but for Red Bull, they just do it in Max Verstappen's driving style and say, sorry, Checo, good luck. Better luck next time. Um, I don't believe this. Yeah, I. there's a lot of things that go into play. I mean, the. Um, yeah, he did win. He did take the car and win in Singapore, but at the same time, Red Bull just didn't have it together that weekend. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I don't agree that it's always been Charles team when Charles was first brought on. That was Seb's team. Um, and I don't think Charles got along with Mattia Bonanno, maybe great. And then you have some political things on the inside of the team with certain sponsors. I think that come to play because there's a history of that when former with former teams. So I'll end it there, but yeah. Um, so good opinion. This is literally a fight that people have all the time, all over the internet yeah. about Charles fans and Carlos fans go head to head. 
Um, but yeah. It's definitely, yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's such a heated kind of debate mm-hmm. or discussion back and forth right now of, of who was the number one driver at Ferrari and everything. And we kind of touched on this. We, we talked about this in another episode too, of like what, what happens? Does this whole thing just kind of go back into a loop when Lewis joins the team? Because it's, yeah, now you no, have it, Lewis it is. and Charles on a team and it's like, okay, who's your number one driver? You know? And it's like, yes, there are teams that can operate under the like ability of being like, we don't have a number one, number two driver, but Ferrari, I think does, and has always kind of done that. And it's always kind of been a blurry line. They've never really done a great job of separating that. And I think yeah. the, while the addition of Lewis is fantastic and it's such a powerful move for Ferrari, it just blurs that line even more unless they really start bringing the mentality of like, we don't have a number one, number two, you know, here we go. We kind of meet in the middle of the road for our car, you know, in terms for Lewis and, and, and Charles and everything. And, and we go from there, you know, I think I have to, um, this is a good question. This is, do you think they have a number one or take you ever's for this year? Um, I think with the way the car is, I think if we see it for the first race, but I think for this year they they probably have one clear driver in mind. For next year, I also don't know if I've ever paid attention to cars or the driving style of Lewis. Like, if they yeah. are similar, then it's going to work well, like McLaren, in, like with that. But I also can see them, when Lewis joins the team, that they wait and see who starts to do well. And then they go in that direction, or then they start prior- prioritizing one driver over the other. Um, right. Not don't want to go. I don't mean to go back, but I'm not not crediting Carlos's win in Singapore. It was a great win. It was a great win. The teamwork, yes. The DRS train between him and Lando, and there's some weird unspoken rule <laughs> should have been given more credit in Drive to Survive, also. But there was a lot of things at play there as well. There was teamwork from Ferrari that worked. Like Charles did hold up the rest of the back, but yes, at the same time, Carlos drove his ass off that weekend, and I don't yeah discredit his win. I do, I do like Sarah's comment there, where she says basically mm-hmm. Ferrari is going to continue to try to straddle the middle line, and, and therefore will continue to fail. That is the fear, you know. It's like, is this idea of we don't have a number one and number two going to keep being a struggle for Ferrari? And yeah, and that's why I think I need to. See- yeah, I think I need to pay attention this season to more to Lewis's driving style more because, like I said, if it's similar to Charles, if they like the same kind of like like if it's a more oversteery car compared to understeery car, then if they're more similar, it I think would work well, like a McLaren right. did. Um, but yeah, no, they can't – the straddling the middle line and being like, well, we don't have a number one is never going to work. Like, pick yeah. one and move forward. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, yeah, pick one and move forward. But, yeah, we can move on from. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think you get to a point of with Ferrari, you're just kind of talking in circles of just, oh, well, what if they do this or what if they do that and what if they do this? And then it just mm-hmm. loops, keeps going around and around. So we'll – We'll leave it at that. Like we said, I'm I'm interested to see Ferrari this year kind of do what they can to set themselves up for having a good year this year and also set themselves up for Lewis joining next year and really kind of then 
targeting, yeah, like I said, either 25 or 26 to be, all right, this is the year we're, we're going, we're yeah. going after it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like I said with Carlos and how he's basically auditioning for other teams. Ferrari wants to show Lewis that they are committed and like can work hard or whatever. Like, it's not like right. I know Ferrari has a very, like their history and stuff, but they are bringing over the seventh world time champion. Yeah. He could be eighth. Like, yeah, they're not just, they want to make it all look all shiny and brand new and nice, but <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but going over to Mercedes, the two things that I really need to see from them is a, how are they going to overcome this, this Lewis leaving storyline? You know, yeah. like, it is it is going to be everything they do this year. Let's say they win a race this year, right? Regardless of whether it's George or Lewis, right? Immediately kind of overshadowed by Lewis leaving. You know, it's just this year is kind of just it, it this year is living under that shadow for them mm-hmm. of just this is Lewis's last year with Ferrari, you know, or or this is Lewis's last year with Mercedes, you know, everything is Everything is going to loop back to that, to that topic of conversation of just Lewis is leaving uh, Mercedes. And kind of going hand in hand with that is I want to see them overcome that storyline. And I think part yeah, of the way they could do that, and it is part of George's responsibility too. Yeah, I, Casper, you're, comp- yeah, 100% right. But, Part of the other thing that, that, that they can use to get over the storyline is really seeing George Russell step up into this I'm the number one driver role. Yeah, he'll you know, be the and, leader. And, like Yeah, and I'm now I'm the veteran of this team and I really need to step up and prove that I can handle that role and everything. And I agree with you, Chris. It's perfect mm-hmm. moment. He had some really good moments last year and of, of racing and everything, and he has shown in these, I'm going to steal Chris's word, flashes that he can think on his feet as a leader and, and, and prove that in the moment of his, of racing and everything, he can analyze the situation and he just needs to do that again this year. And he needs to do it a little bit more prominently. And I think part of Lewis's, I'll say pushing out for lack of a better term, well, I think caused George to, to mold into that role a little bit naturally, because obviously they're pushing Lewis out. They're going to turn the George, but part of it also has to be, you know, him. And it's like, you know, it, it's, it's like a hockey player being named captain of the team. Like, yes, yeah. you getting that, you getting that C and being named leader of the team in front of everybody gets you, a your, gets you one foot in the door, but it's the other, you have to take that other step in terms of getting, and getting the respect of your team and crew and everything because you can be a captain and because you can be the number one leader. Yeah. You know, it's, they really need to. No, God. He just, he needs to figure it out. However he does it, whether that's, you know, performing a little bit more consistently in races, whether that is, you know, being, I don't know. I want to say smarter, but like, he's not like a dumb guy, but yeah, well, Bringing up Jake's comment, no more Singapore's. You know exactly what yes. they're talking. We're talking about when we say no more Singapore's. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, he needs to become a little more. I mean, in some 
not to bring it back up, in some aspects, George and Charles are kind of similar because they try and push their cars yeah. to the brink and then will veer off and crash or make mistakes. So, yeah, George needs to maybe not rein it in a little bit, but just, like, I don't no, know what I'm trying to they just, think, like, he needs to get it under control because, like we said, he will be the leader of this team. And we brought yeah. it up before. I think no matter how well they do this season, like, if they're doing well, and, I mean, they were pretty good during testing. They, I kind of, I said this earlier. I said they kind of flew under the radar. They weren't really talked about, like, they were kind of mentioned, but they weren't, like, being the real focus of testing. And then sometimes I was even, like, where is Mercedes? And then you look at the leaderboard, and they're, like, second and third with their times. Right. So I think they I, – I think they can do well. I think they have – I think their car is good, and I saw that they weren't using their full power either. But it will be interesting as I get towards the end of the season, and communication is slowly cut off on Lewis's side. Yeah. Like, I think – yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, no, it, I'm done. It's it definitely is like he just needs to going off going kind of by what you were saying in the beginning. Like, I feel like saying you need to rein it in is almost pretty like hitting the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking exclusively about like I'm thinking exclusively about Singapore. I mean, think of that think of that race moment. He is pushing the cars as hard as he can to try to find a gap and to take an, an overtake and, and get more points and all this stuff. And then he ends up crashing and you get no points. And it's like, to me as a, as a leader in that position, I would almost say I'm, I forget what position he was in like third or fourth. Like for what? At the end Singapore of the, when he crashed. Yeah. He was, he like, should have ended on the podium. Right. So like me be like leader, George, needs to to be in that mindset of just like I'm at third this is a podium race for us this would be huge I'm gonna not chill but I'm not gonna be pushing the car to the limit so that way I lose control you know I'm gonna mm-hmm. have a nice clean race to finish this out and end on the podium you know I understand that it's easier said than done you know because he's in the middle of a race he was just he just wants to do better and better and go faster and faster. But yeah, Jake, he was just overdriving the cry, the car. And that's what caused him to crash and, and lose out. So it's he, I need to see the physical difference in the terms of he's in a moment like that. And he stops and thinks to himself, okay, where am I at? And if that's good enough for right now, I would rather get secured points, albeit less points than I want, but secure mm-hmm. points rather than, Oh shit! Now I just accidentally sent the car into a wall, and I'm getting no points. It's like we need—he needs uh, maybe like a change in his mentality during races, in yeah, order for those split-second decisions. But I think that also needs to happen, like we said, so he can move into that leadership mentality. If that makes sense. Yeah, he just—he definitely needs. He definitely needs a little bit. I would say race maturity in terms of it's not all like yes it's about winning but again at the same time and i'm, I'm gonna go right back to jake's comment because it's i think it's literally perfect 
he was in that moment. He was consumed with trying to win that race and overtake. Mm-hmm. And he overdrove the car into a wall when he was, he was in third. He was, he would have, it would have been podium. It would have been such a good moment for Mercedes, especially since mm-hmm. because the person right in front of him was Lewis. Like, yeah, true. He literally should have been double been podium. Three, you know, like that's just, he needs that race maturity to just. No, stop was he going to be moment. on the podium? I thought he was. I thought it, he was either going to be third or fourth. I'm looking at it. Continue. Still, like, that's still good points. You know, like, and it's just, it's, he should have stopped in that moment and realized. And I think that's just what he needs to grow in, in order to, it, it, what is it? In order to develop into this leader role. For yeah, he was, he was, he was, Chasing Lando for P two, so he was in P three. It was Lando when he crashed. Yeah. That's what ended. That's how Le- uh, Lewis got on the podium. Right. It's just yeah, but sorry, I said I said it was Lewis in front of him earlier. It was it was Lando. But, it was Lando, yeah, because Lando and Carlos were P one and P two. But it's just yeah, it's moments like that that I definitely want to, I definitely want to see from George this year going into next year and and growing and taking over that role of mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. I can be a leader in this team and I'm here to show it and I can show it, you know? And it's just, it's yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would like to see from him. Mark's comments were, were very similar. And the only other thing too, was just how can Mercedes send off Lewis in a meaningful way? Yep. And is that going to happen? We don't know. It, you know, like what, how is it all going to play out for Lewis's last season? That's, you know, obviously a storyline to watch for yeah. after this year, you know? No, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what the end of the season's like for Mercedes. Yeah. But that's, that is, that was our thoughts on Mercedes. Obviously we have one more team left. And I can tell you and my we'll, thoughts on them right now. We're going to win 24 races. <laughs> it's, it's, I jokingly wrote here, you. so. <laughs> I literally wrote like I would in notes. I would write my name and then what I thought, and then I write Mark's name and, and write what I thought. I literally put Mark and Owen. Oh boy, <laughs> here we go again. Yeah. And no, we don't even need to talk about Red Bull. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I would like to say about Red Bull is, if I'm gonna see anything from them this year, I want to see a perfect season. I want to see a perfect season for Max. Oh, yeah, and I think. Probably the biggest question is Checo. Does he yeah. continue to struggle or does he get it together and succeed? Or yeah. does he suck and we know Red Bull and they switch him out halfway through the season and that's how Daniel Ricardo gets back to Red Bull. Right. But yeah, it'll be that's probably the most Yeah, pretend Max doesn't exist. Start practicing your Dutch national anthem. Um There you go, yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be, I mean, that car, Adrian Newey's a genius. That car yep. is more of a rocket than I think RB19 was. But, but yeah, no, that, um, that that's the biggest, I think, literally, if Red Bull has any questions, the question is just Checo. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, literally I mean, the question. That's even, even if Checo performed, you know, 10% better than what he did last year, he would still be the question mark. That's and that's just because of Max. Like, 
Mm. He is opposite of Ferrari. It is very clear that Max is number one driver and Checo's number two. And it's just... And that's never going to change. Yeah, that's never going to change because Red Bull has the chance here. We are what I genuinely believe that we are in the beginning stages of watching Max go on a seven, eight, ten year run of just oh, oh, yeah, yeah, winning yeah. driver championships and everything. Like we are in the we are in the very beginning of that. And Max Red Bull will never let Max go. It, it'll it's it's never gonna happen. And it's it's just that's the thing. It's it's you do have to talk to them about talk about them a little bit but like we said we all know how it's going to go this year and it's just like i said if i if i'm gonna see red bull dominance i want to see red bull dominance for the entire season and i want to see max get that perfect season yeah um tiff i see your comment we he is at the moment but the investigation her comment is is horner still team principal he is at the moment but the investigation has wrapped up um, and it said that we could yeah. expect a decision sometime in the next few days. Um, and I also said this yesterday to a few people. If he is to be let go, Horner, I don't think that. Like, uh, Horner's not. The team is running itself, if that yeah. makes sense. There's multiple people inside that team with Nui, with Hannah, with Max. Like, I think they'll be okay. Um, would it be. But yeah, no, I, I think I don't think that is would be an issue, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, no, it would. I yeah, like I said, the only question I have on Red Bull is Checo. <laughs> it's literally my only question and concern. I Max is easily I think could get the twenty four race win. Yeah, and I I think he by could thirty get plus seconds. I think there are people that could get pole position. I don't think he gets every pole position. I think between Charles, Lewis, George, the McLaren boys, I could like think those they could get the pole position. But yeah, no, right off that start, <laughs> there's there's Max, and he's yeah. watching the rest of the race on the screen. But yeah, Red Bull, Red Bull, Red but Bull. That is that's all the notes I had. Um, we could, like I said, I'm I'm very excited for this team uh, or the, this season. I watched the watching the McLaren episode on Drive to Survive the other day. Like, made me really, really ready for the season to to start and begin. And I'm like mm-hmm. so bummed just because I'm not going to be able to watch the race live on Saturday. But I'm so excited. Like, all I want to do is just make it to Sunday morning. Because I know I'm just going to, like, wake up, get my coffee. It's like a normal race, I, yeah. Yeah, and the first thing I do that day is watch the race. And I'm just mm-hmm. – I'm happy because I still can watch practice and I can still can watch qualifying and everything on Thursday and Friday. So I'm thrilled I got to do that. But I'm just – I'm so beyond excited for this year to start. And <laughs> okay. thank you, Casper. <laughs> um, um, do we want to give predictions? Yeah, for the race, oh, for wow. the race, for the race. How we did this? I know we We're gave predictions even, last year. We've been given predictions in so long. I know it's been a while. Um, we can just do. What do we do? Both you want to do quali and then the race, or just the race? Let's just do. Let's just do just the race. Okay. You want me to go first, or you go first? Yeah, you go first because I got to think about this. 
Oh, I'm also ready to see the new driver introductions. Sorry. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Bahrain, GP. I'm not going to go delusional. I'm not there yet. Max, P1. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Charles, P2. And let's do Lando, P3. We're probably going to be the same. No, I mean, I was going to say... I'm going to put the good vibes out there for the beginning of the year. I'm going to go Max P1, Lando P2. And I'll go, you know what? I'll go Charles P3. Okay, so not? Lando and Charles are switched through. Yeah, just just flip okay. Lando and Charles. But I'll I'll throw our favorites in there. Yeah. But. Hey, we're back, people. We're back. Um, yeah, but if anyone else has any other questions that you want us to hit before. Uh, what's it called? We end this. Um, <laughs> thank you for sticking around for this long with our technical difficulties also. <laughs> um, be an episode without us having technical difficulties. No, it's always a video with us having technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, this was a good one. Um, but I don't know what I was just going to say. See, other people are delusional with us. Max Lando Charles is also mine. I am delusional. I don't think that that's like that out of the question though. Like that, it no. means it's it's very doable compared going off of preseason testing times and everything. And yeah, the only other wild card I think you could throw in there is just Checo because he could be in Ooh, second yeah. because of the car, but he could also be Checo and and not perform that well. You know, or yeah, this is not a McLaren track. Not that a McLaren is a good- track. That is a good point. I mean, from what we've seen of testing, could we see a Mercedes on there too? Like, I feel like the top six could be six different teams. I'm going to go out. Like, I feel like it could be a mix of the entire yeah. grid. Like, the top ten and stuff, is, it would be a good showing. But, um, yeah, I mean, Max is winning. So, there's no question. I do like I do like Linus's right there. Max, Charles, Cheka. That's a, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. I do like that lineup, but I do have to say in Mark's article, he gave his world constructors predictions and world drivers championship predictions. And he has Ferrari in second for constructors and Charles in second for drivers. championship. That's a good point. Should we read those off? No, I don't No, We can, I don't think so. I mean, we could give our own if we wanted, but I mean, I posted our kind of our constructors the other day with that graphic. Mark also does have Lando getting fourth in Drivers' Championship, so I'm happy with that. He hasn't beating out Sergio Perez. Yeah, I think that's... Um... If Lando gets a podium, <laughs> how many people does Zach Brown high-five? Um, entire McLaren crew. Yeah, I think he's high-fiving. And then everyone on the way to the podium, because he was booking it in that episode. <laughs> he was moving, which yeah. I don't blame him. You know, no, I don't blame like, him either. I would he do. Was I also so didn't proud. realize. I didn't realize that him and Lando have a longer history than just. Yeah, I didn't either. Than just racing, so that was kind of cool to see and understandable why he was so excited when the the beginning of the, yeah. the beginning of the turnaround started for McLaren last year. You know. Yeah, gotta go see my boy. <laughs> he was a proud dad in that ex- yeah. one moment. He literally um, was like, "I'm not. I haven't waited this long to walk to the podium." Like, yeah. And how many 
how many people, if Williams was to make the podium, how many people does James Vowell say good morning to? <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best clip of him just walking morning. through the office morning. and every person. Morning. 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 He's saying it the exact same way, too. Like, <sighs> um, But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think any anything else, everyone, anyone, I don't think um, – yeah, I don't think anything He's else we to, time we got to the podium. Yeah, true. Especially in Bahrain yeah. or like Jeddah. Um, but yes, friendly reminder. I posted it earlier. The race is on Saturday this week and next week. Don't yes, forget. It is. <laughs> Saturday. Um, but yes, so um, anything else, Owen? Are we good to close it off? I, I got nothing. It. Just wanted okay. to thank everybody for putting up with my technical difficulties and <laughs> hanging around this long. Um. Yeah, so thank you everyone for joining us for our um, 2024 season preview live episode. It's been amazing having you all here this entire time. And I know we have friends in different time zones. So I appreciate you guys staying up yes, and thank um, you so much. doing this and talking to us. So thank you so, so much. Um, <laughs> Come on. Yes, still Owen joined threads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Listen, if you're watching Jetta, because I won't be here, you will have Owen on thread. Yes. yes. So, um, posting and stuff. But yeah, so thank you all so much for joining and listening along to us, looking at me and listening to Owen. Um, as always, please give go give us a follow over on Instagram and threads. I know that's where y'all came from, at underground um, F1. And then over on X or Twitter, where Owen is, at underground <laughs> underscore F1. Please leave a review um, wherever you listen to your podcast or on YouTube. Um, please make sure to give Underground Sports a subscribe on YouTube as well. We can find a show for literally everyone if we have Philadelphia sports fans. One oh, there yeah. for you. Streaming, soccer, or football, lacrosse, ev- literally anything. Um, but, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will be back next week with our first race recap and race preview of the season. Hopefully you can see Owen this time. Um, But yes, thank you guys so much and we will see you all later. See ya. Peace out, people. Lights out and away we go!